What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving, you turkeys. Hello. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Grant Chung here, uh, co-host of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. As always, I am joined by my beautiful and wonderful co-hosts, Johnny B, Jonathan Boron, and the Stir Daddy, Sterling Kiefel. How are you boys doing? Hey, man. Uh, doing pretty good. It's been, uh, it's been a little while since we've been, been on hot. here. hot. Loving the long weekend, though. Yeah. yeah. It's been a I wish, hot they, I wish they had a lot of hockey today, though. Like, come on, just play. Yeah. You, don't need, you don't need to have dinner with your families. It's fine. Enter, entertain special. us. We'd want all the players to dance. Dance for us. And, <laughs> and fight. Dance like the turkeys you are. Are you not entertained? I know concussions are a problem, boys, but you're going to have to box on the ice. <laughs> and you can't take off your helmets either. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a hot minute since we've last recorded an episode. And a lot has happened in the NHL. Uh, we do apologize for that, fans. We've been busy. The show, we've been super busy. You know, um, Stir Daddy and I have uh, partnered up with the Hockey Podcast Network to deliver two brand new podcasts where uh, the Stir Daddy is covering the Leafs with Hungry for Leafs. Yeah, go Leafs! And I'm covering the Chicago Blackhawks with Hungry for Hawks Talk. Um, so, and yeah. I helped. And John <laughs> helped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Johnny B's a, a resident PhD student. So, you know. Yeah. You're not busy. I don't have a lot of free time. Yeah. He doesn't have like a million papers to read and <laughs> a million papers to write and a million papers to mark. Uh, can you uh, read these 75 pages and tell me what you think by uh, about 5 p.m.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hours away. <laughs> you can skim it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think the best way is just for us to get right back into it. Let's just jump right into it. All yeah. right. Let's talk about our favorite part of the league. Who's at the bottom right now? Wee! <laughs> okay. So at the bottom, I wrote down Minnesota. Chicago, New Jersey, uh, San Jose, Ottawa, Dallas, Arizona, and Florida. So out of those teams... That's a list. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a list there. Do you not have it memorized? I think we <laughs> talked about this 10 minutes ago. Um, so which, which one of those teams do you guys think is going to get out of there, and which one do you think is going to stay? I can read the list again slower if you want. I think the podcasters might uh. be entertained by you guys and your low ability to remember our list really quickly minnesota new jersey chicago san jose ottawa dallas arizona florida um well like florida, florida for example yeah i'm surprised by their slow start um I, i've got barkov on my fantasy team and he hasn't really been doing very much of anything uh they've lost the last three games i mean it's still early so like don't panic, but I don't expect them to stay at the bottom for very much longer. Yeah. We say that every year, though. I feel like every year everyone's <laughs> like, man, Florida's going to be amazing. Florida, Florida's year, yeah. Bro, they've, but they've but got bro. half the Chicago Blackhawks on the team. Come on. Bob, Bob has been playing a little pedestrian. Yeah. He'll figure it out, though. And I, I, think, it's just, I think it's just the players getting used to um, Joe Quenville's system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just can't get past the how beautiful, out, how beautiful his mustache is. They just get distracted when he's trying to get them to practice on the ice. So I think um, it's really bristly when he kisses me on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I, I can't see Florida staying down there. Um, they've got a Bob's going to figure it out. The team's going to figure out how to play Quenville's system. Uh, there's just too much talent on that team for them to to stay down there. Um, another team is San Jose. Like, you know, they just won their first game uh, against the Blackhawks in a pretty thrilling matchup, to be honest. Like, it was a back and forth scoring affair. Uh, it was a pretty big barn barn burner. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk about that game 
in a little bit here for for the Hawks talk podcast. But uh, yeah, there's no way that San Jose stays down there. Um, I'm projecting them to be top three in the in the Pacific Division. So I don't know, man. I I felt like San Jose was going to go down for a while, just sheer age, and they lost Pavelski. And Martin Jones has just been playing pretty bad. Yeah. And how many, is, how many? I think teams this is Martin seen? Jones. I think. How, how many <laughs> teams just... have we seen at the bottom and been like, it's goaltending? So you look at St. Louis last year. wasn't until their goaltending was fixed that they pulled out of it. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, they were really bad until their goal, goaltending picked up. Carolina, they were fucking horrible. Well, to be fair to Martin Jones, their, San Jose's defense isn't particularly defensive-minded. Oh my yeah, God! I've, on uh, numerous occasions, I've seen Eric Carlson um, either give up the puck or just get embarrassed. Did you Did you see that goal with uh, Patrick Kane and Dylan Strom? No, I missed it. The pass and play, or the give Is and go, like backhand pass. Dude, it was it was so bad. It was Kaner was coming down the wing, um, and Strom was coming coming up with the puck. Sorry. Um, Kane was coming down the wing. Strom was coming down the, uh, with, with the puck. Um, Stromer passes to Kane. Kane crosses, uh, like they do a crisscross. And they have Eric Carlson in between them. <laughs> the goalie follows Patrick Kane, right, to, the, to his right. And Kane passes it back the other way to Dylan Strom, who's wide open. And... All Eric Carlson can do is stand there. He just stands there. He just stood there and watched the puck <laughs> go from Kane's stick. He went. He stood there and watched the puck go from Strom's stick to Kane's stick, back to Strom's stick, and into the back of the net. And he just stood there and was like, Ugh, like he like stuck his like it was, dude. It was so bad. He was embarrassed. I don't know <laughs> what is going on with him, but he. I don't know. He just lost the ability to play defense or something. They currently have $32 million invested in that defense. Yeah. That's, that's big, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, expecting them to pull out of that, though. Like, there's, there's too many veterans on the team. Having Patrick Marlowe back is going to help. Um, yeah. How good oh, does yeah. he look back in the Yeah, first... what was that? Two goals in his first game back? Yeah, yeah that was awesome, actually. 40 <laughs> years old, no training camp, comes right back in and scores two fucking goals at 40 years old. How good does he look in a Sharks jersey, though? Yeah. I love to like people were like, they signed Patrick Marlowe, like, it's not going to do anything. Like, what? why did they even bring him? This is a yeah. desperation move. Comes in and just lights it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Timo, Timo Meyer hasn't been doing anything yet. Um, I expect him to have a breakout year. So, yeah. It's, they're, it's still early, but. I, I see them as a bubble team at this point. Patrick Marlowe's a beauty! I kind of felt that way last year, but I, I felt like Pavelski kind of overshot what I thought he would do. I didn't think he'd get that many goals. Yeah. And... Yeah, he had a career year, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone. Um, Not doing much better in Dallas, though. Oh, yeah. I was, see, I pulled out my list. As you guys can't see because it's a video or audio recording. But the other guys, the two guys here can see it. Uh, I wanted to talk about Dallas because... What do you guys think about Dallas so far? Because my thoughts when they signed Pavelski and I looked at their team from last year was they, they'll have a little bit more scoring from Pavelski, mm-hmm. but not enough to make up how good their goaltending was the previous season. And so unless their goaltending is like top of the league like it was last year, um, they're just they're going to miss the playoffs. And kind of kind of looks like that it's going to happen at this point. And... I mean, maybe maybe the uh, president CEO is going to call somebody an idiot again, and, <laughs> and then they'll pull out of it. But I don't know, man. That's that other team I felt like is just was overrated at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. I mean, they they've played six games. They're one four and one. This has really been business as usual. Honestly, um, I didn't expect the stars to take that big of a step. They got older. Um, by adding Pavelski and Corey Perry, who hasn't played a game yet because he's injured. But um, is he going to make a significant impact when he comes back? Probably not. Uh, 
But I mean, yeah, you, you, it's, it's. I mean, Rupe Hints has been amazing to start the year. Yeah, right. It, sure. it, it really looks like he's, he's on the verge of a breakout. Uh, this is probably going to be his breakout season. But you look at their bottom six forwards, and like, there's nothing there. Right. Um, Radic Foxa is their third line um, center with Jason Dickinson and Joel L'Esperance, who's a rookie. I've never heard of him before. Um, they got Andrew Cogliano, Rhett Gardner, which sounds like Rhett Warner, um, and Nicholas Camano on their fourth line. So it's, it's, it's the same... It's the same thing. They're they're just, you know, they're depending on Sagan, Radulov, and Ben to power their offense. Um, they can only really stack that top line, and then the rest of their lineup just, you know, isn't up to snuff. Um, and you know, Ben Bishop was playing out of his head last year. Yeah, extremely overrated by everyone mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Yeah, he was a Vezina Trophy finalist, but I mean, I think he only played fifty some games. I, I don't know if he I think it 50. was. He didn't have fifty. I'm sure he had fifty. No. no, I thought thought there was something about the three Vezina finalists didn't have fifty games on them. That's why people were like, "Oh, should that really be the three finalists?" Oh yeah, um, Leonard had like fifty six or something. Um, Bennington had less than fifty. Vasilevsky, I don't think he had 50. He was injured. He was injured, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bishop was injured last year, too. Yeah. <laughs> they all were. <laughs> Pretty much all the top goalies were injured last year. Yeah, he only played 46 games. Bishop did last year. So. Who's yeah. their backup? Kudobin. Uh. I'm not saying they're horrible. Like, no, it's just are they going to get another nine yeah, twenty eight nine twenty eight? Yeah, they're another bubble team, and like yeah. that's the thing is like that there's like some teams that are like stars in the West, like they're definitely locks for the playoffs, and then there's like a big range between who is going to make it and who's not, and yeah, so they're just they're one of them. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So another question about the bottom. There's Minnesota, Chicago, and New Jersey. All have zero points. Who do you guys think is going to get out of zero first? Uh, Chicago's got a point. You sure? Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> One point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've only played three games. Maybe it was it updated when I looked at it. Yeah, because they, they lost in overtime last night. Grant, Grant, the game's number doesn't matter. You can make at a full assessment of the entire team in one thing. <laughs> and you know, you know who exactly is going to be the top of the league. Bro, we got games in hand. Yeah. Philadelphia and Chicago's the Hawks have only played three games. We've got, we lost in overtime last night, which was a lame, uh, I'll talk about it later. Okay, well, none of, them have, before it. none of them have a win. So yeah. the question is, who's going to get their first win first? Um... Um, Jersey plays tomorrow against Florida. Chicago, Chicago plays playing. Edmonton, so Chicago's going to lose. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota's going to get their first one. They're playing yeah, the Senators. Yeah, Minnesota plays Ottawa tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. They're playing the Senators. Okay, it's Minnesota. But how about uh, Ottawa beating Tampa Bay last night? And yeah. what the hell's wrong with uh, Tampa Bay? What's going on in Tampa? What's going on? Too much What's pressure. What's going on? Um, What's going on? Yeah, and Steven is calling out the team. Like, oh, we, we think our skills just going to get us through this. That's not how this works, boys. Like, well, it's kind of how you guys got, like... 62 wins last year. Could you imagine if Steven Stamko sounded like that in the locker room? <laughs> That's how he sounds to me. <laughs> Come on, man. Steven Stamkos is a beauty. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, it's, like, it's I, like, I like mocking everyone. Yes, so, like, it's that's funnier. the thing, though, is, like, they have it. 
like that game against Toronto was amazing and exciting. Oh, yeah. yeah. For anyone that's not a Toronto fan to watch. <laughs> yeah. Suck at Toronto <laughs> after the first game. But, and then they just come out and lay an egg against Ottawa like that. Yeah. Like it was good for Tampa Bay to be able to, like, in that Toronto game, it was back and forth, right? Scoring, scoring, scoring in the first period. But then Tampa Bay was able to go, whoa, can't do this. And they pull it back a little bit, and Toronto couldn't. So that was good mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay, bad for Toronto. But then they come and play Ottawa, a team that's like, you know, mostly AHLers mm-hmm. and fringe players and, you know, bit bad contracts. And they just, they got wrecked. Wrecked yeah. by Ottawa. I mean, you gotta, you look at it, right? This is the same type of shit that happened um, last year. Uh, it, it really is just why they lost to Columbus too. You know, they, they just underestimated this team. Sure, Ottawa is a basically an AHL team at this point, but it's not like they're going to not compete. They're, they're there to try to win games. And, um, you know, if the last time they played, Vasilevsky played on Thursday. Um, their next game was Saturday, and they, let, they decided to let Vasilevsky off, have a day off, which is fair. You know, you want to make sure that uh, you're managing his workload so that he plays well in the playoffs and he's rested but you know the fact that you're putting your backup in um kind of already gives out the message that oh well you know it's ottawa so we can play our backup um and i think that's probably what happened is they underestimated the team they thought it was going to be an easy win it was the same kind of stuff um that stamkos was saying uh the team just thought that you know their skill would prevail and they just weren't working hard enough and that's probably why they lost. I didn't watch be, the game, but to be fair, the backup is uh, McElhaney. Oh yeah, he's yeah. like got to be the best backup of the past four years. Yeah, in the league. But he's and if I'm gonna play my backup, it's gonna be against Ottawa. <laughs> that's the thing. It's true. Yeah. No, totally. And but that's what and, I'm saying is that um, that meant that already develops a mentality. Yeah, and that's the mentality that Steven Stamkos was calling his team out to shake because. Yeah. You know, they're, yes, they're a good team. Everybody sees them as the Stanley Cup contender. They're the favorites to win the Stanley Cup this year because there's so much skill on that team. They can't let that get to their head. They still have to play hockey. They need to work hard. They need to get down low. They need to work the boards. They they need to grind. Like, you can't just, you know, you got to go after the puck. You can't just, you know. You got to uh, put in the work. Yeah. It's, you know, your skill is one thing, but your effort is 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 the other. And uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't watch that game personally, so I can't attest to what happened. But that's just what I saw I little parts of it. And I just felt like there's just something that seems off about Tampa and all the games I've seen them play this year. They just seem kind of off. And it took a whole period against Toronto for them to figure it out. But mm-hmm. still, it's it was like, really, what's going on here? Um, I don't I. I'm not going to predict that there'll be a bubble team. I'm sure they'll pull out no. of it, but they're not going <laughs> to. They, they don't it's look so like they dominate, the dominating team last year. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> Guys, it, the Tyler theme Ennis is, is on the first line in Ottawa. Who is? Tyler Ennis. Ennis yeah. Really? Yeah. Good for him. Tyler <laughs> Ennis, Colin White, Brady Kachuk. There you go. That's a good line, man. It's not bad. It's a yeah. second line everywhere else, but, you know, <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah, I mean, we're what five games into the season. Yeah, it's like too early. everything we say today is gonna, gonna change. I know. Yeah, it's uh, too early. It's there's kind of a weird, a weird sickness now where everyone wants to be like this, the great predictor. So they see yeah. two, two or three games, they're like, oh, losing streak. These guys suck. They're gonna get yeah. ten, ten points this year. They're gonna. Set everyone, it. everyone's just so hypersensitive. Uh, it to like such a small, like pool of stats. Yeah, because the funny thing is, if you look at the like, you just look at the winnings and losing streaks of every team this year, you could take a segment out of a team from last year that looks exactly the same. And and it could be a winning team or a losing team. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't you wouldn't do that with like Edmonton last year, pull out a chunk of their season, go look, but you know, look, they just got a new coach doing really well. You wouldn't just assume that that's like the entire season. But yeah. that's what we're all doing right now, which is yeah. 
exactly. really funny because it is the entire season for now. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tampa's Tampa's going to figure it out. You know, they 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 had some personnel changes. Um, a couple rookies stepped in, um, and uh, they added a couple guys at the blue line, name, namely Kevin Shattenkirk, and you know, added Patrick Maroon. So so there's some there's some kind of chemistry that's got to work out there, but they're going to figure it out. It's Tampa Bay, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm one more question for one more question about the losing teams and it has yeah. to do with a certain rookie on New Jersey. What mm. do you do with Jack Hughes at this point? Like, are you really worried that he's I'm not going to say bust, but are you really worried that losing this much at the beginning of the season could be, I don't know, could be bad for him in the future? See, now, New Jersey is an interesting scenario, right? Because they have Taylor Hall set to become an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Um, I want to preface this by saying everything we're saying, again, is way too fucking early. All right? Like, they do have the skill. Um, They're not going to be a top team, but they'll shoot out to be a bubble team. But uh, I don't know, man. You Keep playing them. Jack Hughes is just going to figure it out. I don't think... Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think that throwing him back to wherever he's going to go is going to help him in his development as much as playing in the NHL because mm-hmm. he's got the skill. Like, um, he doesn't have a goal yet, but by he's all accounts, either. yeah, by all accounts, they're really happy with the way he's playing, right? It's not like he's on the ice for every single goal against or, you know odd man rushes like it sounds like they're happy with how he's playing um he just needs to figure out the offense and he needs to play with players who are better than wayne simmons and pavel zaka (laughs) doesn't he play with taylor hall no he's on the third line why why would you do that so yeah they're like they're setting him up in a bad situation to begin with Mm mm-hmm like, put Nagita... I don't understand why they don't put Gusev up there. Gusev like, with him. Gusev's playing on the fourth line. The thing is, like, that team... I, Gusev prefers all to all play with Kevin Ernie. With all due respect <laughs> in New Jersey, like, that team is not expected to be a barn burner. I mean, they no. were expected to be better. So, does it really hurt the team if you just go, okay, let's put Jack Hughes here with Taylor Hall and, I don't know, some other speedy winger. Like, just have a skilled line. Yeah. And give him some people to play with. Yeah. The third line, like, that's that's kind of a waste of his time right now. Might well, be. the third line is a grinding line. Minute. That's a grinding line. You got yeah. Simmons on one wing and Zaka on the other. Yeah. That's not what Jack Hughes is. Like, he's not a grinder. He's He's a playmaker. And, you know, Simmons can score, but, you know, it's not like he's he gets most of his goals from in front of the net. Well, I will say that uh, Jack Hughes is not uh, New Jersey's problem right now. Yeah. I think their problem is in is goaltending. Yeah. Oh! What a <laughs> sorry, sorry. Buzzword! Dancing on Corey Schneider's grave already. <laughs> sorry, man. You know, you know I love him, but... Yeah, he's a sweet, beautiful ginger. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's sad to see it happen. It yeah. is, man. He's and one what, of the best boys in the league for like four years or something. Yeah. See, that's the thing. New Jersey has like Schneider, who used to be really good, and Sammy Vatanen, who used to be really good. What the fuck happened to Sammy Vatanen? He went to New Jersey. He yeah. Was, I, well, he was on a really good uh, Anaheim team at the time. And I don't know. Yeah. Players don't seem to do well when they're on, the, when they're on a bad team. It's kind of weird, huh? <laughs> all right should we yeah. talk about let's talk about some happy news let's uh well let's we talk. should we should talk about yeah i mean i just wanted to reiterate the the whole taylor hall situation because that's a really really interesting thing to keep an eye on Run, because um, yeah i mean taylor hall came out in the off season and said that he likes it in new jersey he wants to stay there but he also wants to win. And <laughs> like, you know, he's 
he knows that he's what 27 28 he's never played he's never won a playoff round um so the kid wants to win and this is a really important year for new jersey because you know they brought in pk suban to to play with taylor hall basically um and uh this is basically their one year audition to to convince taylor hall to stay um so this is going to be like hockey fans it is it's going to be a, a really interesting to keep um story to keep an eye on because you know like at what point does new jersey go well fuck we're two behind the eight ball now um hall is disgruntled we better trade him so we can get something or do they trust you know, try to hold on and try to convince him so that they have his rights up until July 1st. So that's just something that I think is going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, and if you guys have thoughts about that, let me know. Otherwise, we can move on. Yeah, man, it's just super early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, well, yeah. It's, a, yeah. Yeah, it's something that's probably going to play out through throughout the year, and it's going to be a huge distraction for the team. Yeah, I... I uh... I don't. I think New Jersey should just make it clear to Taylor Hall that if he does not want to resign before the trade deadline, that they have to let him know like a month in advance or something. Like I just, I know teams want to keep a player. Like, well, they, he might sign on July first. Don't ever wait until July first to hope that your player is going to come back because some do, like Stamkos, and some don't. That's worse. <coughs> yeah. So don't wait for them. Just give him a deadline. Say, look, if you want to stay, you know, here's our offer. We'll negotiate and and all that kind of stuff. But if you do, if you're unsure or you don't want to, you have to let us know. Mm-hmm. You know, we could always revisit it in the summer after yeah. he, after he's traded, but never ever let them leave for nothing. Because yeah. I I feel the same way about what Columbus did last year. Like it was nice that they won a playoff round and everything, but look at everything they lost, and look at what they could have had if they traded uh, Bobrovsky and. Um, Panarin like they would have had two more first round picks plus not lost all the picks that they traded away to get like Duchesne and everything and they could have had two really good prospects coming up in there right now so I think New Jersey's at the point where they need to do that if they're not just killing it this year and go okay we've got we've got our forward set we've got Jack Hughes we've got Nico Heischer Taylor Hall's gonna stay PK and Subban likes it we've got more defensive prospects a new goalie if they're not at that point then just you know, keep, keep going with a rebuild. Yeah. Because you will screw yourself like uh, Columbus has. Yeah. Yeah. And I, was and really I wouldn't want to sign Taylor Hall, by the way. He's so injury prone. Like, I'd be like, Ugh. like, really? You need, we need, you need a good deal on this contract. For hey, man, that's hard trophy winner yeah, Taylor Hall you're talking about. Yeah, and then played less than 30 games next year. <laughs> I mean, by all accounts, he should be Hart Trophy this year, right? <laughs> one year, yeah. one year off. Yeah. Anyway, but, you know, good news, New Jersey fans, is that you're in the hands of Ray Shiro, so he's going <laughs> to... He'll do something. <laughs> yeah, you're in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> he's a smooth talker. Well, hey, he idea in the first in. place for Adam Larson, so... Yeah, from Peter Shishirelli, like he is wow. not a smooth talker. You, should, you listen to him have a conversation, and you listen to Ray Shiro have a conversation. Who are you more likely to believe? Just, just putting that out there. Look up some interviews. Um, all right, let's talk about the top of the league. All right, so this is a funny top. We have Edmonton, Carolina, Buffalo, Colorado, and Anaheim, followed by James Neal. Um, <laughs> Do you guys think Edmonton's ever going to lose a game? No. <laughs> they're, setting, they're setting a record this year. Their defensive <laughs> structure is too good. Mike Smith is in the prime of his career, and that offense is deep as fuck. So what do you guys think about Edmonton? I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so overjoyed. I'm so happy we don't have to say anything bad about them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but I'm yeah, super yeah. happy about it. Why, yeah. Grant? What's bothering you? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm unhappy. I wouldn't say I'm unhappy. I want to see McDavid in the freaking playoffs. Yeah, That's what I want. I don't. I'm tired of like 
watching uh, you know them do the interview at the end of the season and mcdavid looks like he hasn't shaved or slept in like two months and he's just like oh you know uh it's losing it's not it's tough uh, <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do uh so you know maybe maybe things will turn around from... yeah can we uh can we talk Stupid about habits can we talk about the real the real steal james neal yeah what a deal <laughs> what a steal what a steal for james neal it's really funny that uh, he's got seven goals already. Yeah. He's like tied his score for last year. Watch More him just goals go... than Lucic had last year. Yeah. Watch him just go goalless for the rest of the season. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Come a min- minus 25. Like, just, it, yeah, I think that's impossible when you're put on a power play with Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Hodgkins. He, he just, yeah, Hodgkins, Cody Hodgkins. <laughs> uh, but he just fits on there. You've yeah. got snipers, you've got passers, you've got some defensive, good defensive players all around him, and he just hangs out in front of the net and just tips Bears it in. Yep. Tips it, pots, garbage goals, and like also has a few like snipes too. Like yeah. he's he's scoring from all different ways. That's what they needed. Man, right. I just want to say that it's it's really refreshing and it's it is good to see um James Neal have passion again. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I thought you were going to say it's really refreshing to see Edmonton win, but I was like, can he say that? Oh, no. <laughs> Calgary fan. <laughs> he can't say that. It's good to see Connor McDavid happy. Um, it's good to see Mike Smith happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was Dry Seidel, I'm kind of mad at because uh, I'm like neck and neck in one of my fantasy leagues. Um. And the guy behind me has Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins, which is really fucking annoying. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it is it is cool to see James Neal playing with with some passion. It's cool to see um, Mike Smith have an early resurgence. This team could like this could be the year. This right. could finally be the year. I will wow. say I've seen a couple games of theirs, and they do their defensive structure is way better than way it was better. before. Before it was just bees in a hive, and someone yeah. threw a rock in the hive, and they just were flying yeah. all around. And sometimes the super bee helped win the battle, but not all the time. Yeah, right now they're like organized like a group of ants. I don't know why I went with insect references, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but they're they're just really good. Like they collapse around the net. They protect the goalie. They don't just leave them open for like yep. snipes from every angle. You mm-hmm. know, wow, who would have thought? You should I do think that. I think having having a goalie like Mike Smith helps because he's very vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically tells the defense what to do, which sometimes works for him, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I think having that structure there is is helpful for the defense. Um, and the biggest thing that I noticed, and that's been really important to why this team is 5-0, and is that when they're behind, they don't give up. Even late in games. Yeah, don't just let in six goals. Like, yeah. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, like the, they'll be down 3-2 with, you know, five minutes left in the third period, and you'll see them tie the game and go to overtime and win the game, right? Like, it, this is this is very different team from from the team last year where like basically if they were scored against then they kind of just unraveled and and weren't able to play um so yeah i mean it's it's cool you think they're you think they're for real uh i still see them as a bubble team yeah there's there's going to be some regression um it, it it really all depends on whether james neal can keep this going Honestly, like if he can score 25, 30 goals, the Flames handed them a playoff spot. Uh, but, you know, and if Mike Smith can continue to play the way he's been playing, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Koskinen is effective, but only in limited spurts, right? Like they, they tried going to him last year as their number one, and it didn't work out. He's just not a number one goalie. But if you can split it with Smith which is great for Smitty because he's old. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's going to work. It's going to work pretty well, I think. Um, their defense has to keep playing. Like, a lot has to go right, but 
it's all pointing in the right direction. Which is good for the team. <laughs> um, but since we're on the topic, let me just say that I know everybody's like, all the Oilers fans have crawled out of the basement, out of their closets. And now that James Neal has scored so many goals, they're making fun of the Flames and taking on Lucic. Um, I just got to say that, like, look, both teams got what they needed and got what they wanted. This was one of those trades that actually worked out for both teams. You don't see those very often. Um, I don't know, man. No, man. This is this is a good this is a good deal for both teams. James no, Neal. James Neal was not going to score twenty five thirty goals in in Calgary. There's just no way he wasn't in a top six role. He basically uh, signed with Calgary expecting to play with Johnny Gaudreau and Sean Monahan. But when Elias Lindholm uh, showed that he was showed his chemistry basically with that top line, um, Neil basically pouted the rest of the season and got injured and was in and out of the lineup, couldn't play, couldn't find the motivation to play on that third line. There was no way that he was going to score any goals because he was just, you know, he wasn't happy. He, he had an expectation and he never got the opportunity to do it. Um, Bill Peters gave him some shifts, but he didn't stick him there long enough to really give him a good look. Um, so, you know, he, he, it was basically a case of him not trusting the coaching staff. And then um, it was, yeah, it was just, and, and the same goes with Milan Lucic. He signed this big deal. Um, he came in, he thought that he was going to play with McDavid. Um, he put all this pressure on himself to score a bunch of goals because he was coming off his 30 goal season. Uh, and it just, it was just years of him not being able to deliver. So both players needed a change of scenery and both teams got what they needed. They, the Oilers got a top six forward who can score, um, and provide secondary scoring for them. And the flames got a guy who brings all the, like, this sounds very cliche and it sounds like I'm just making an excuse, but I'm not there are intangibles to a team that you need to bring um, like toughness and grit. And that's, that's what Lucic brings in spades. Uh, last year, our top line, Johnny Gaudreau, Monaghan, um, you could, you could kind of, if you watch the games, other teams were taking liberties on our top players and nobody was there to stand up for them because we just didn't have a guy that could do that. Now that Lucic is around, those players have that sense of security. And honestly, like if you watch the game against um, against LA, they lost in overtime, but they were down, um, I believe, two goals, uh, maybe three goals even, uh, going into the third. And uh, they came back in that game and it all started with a fight from yeah. Milan Lucic. Yeah. Like, that's what they were missing. The Flames were missing last year. They didn't have a guy who could stand up for their team. And they have that in Lucic. I, so, I get what you're saying, dude. I just never will think. Unless Lucic has a really good year, I still think that contract was too bad to absorb. There's a, there's a possibility you could have bought out James Neal and got more cap relief. And then I just mean, been rid of him that way. Or you could have given him another year and been like, okay, let's like talk to him and be like, okay, you know, when you have, if you have a really good year, uh, we'll be able to trade you. But right now we need, we need you to come in with a different attitude. Yeah. And get, it's, it's, get more out of it. Like instead you have a anchor contract in Lucic. And you're making a trade that benefits another team in your division. Yeah. That's a yeah. Tough that, one. Was, that, that was, that was a tough thing. one to swallow. That was I think tough, they should have got a if they had gotten, I mean, they'll probably get the draft pick. I think it was a third rounder they get if Neil scores. Yeah, if he gets like 20 points or something or 20 goals. Yeah. No, if if Neil has to score at least 10 more goals than, than Lucic. Oh, we're already third, almost there. And that third, <laughs> that third rounder becomes a second rounder. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. At that point, uh, okay, it's a bit more worth it. But I mean, you're comparing peanuts at that point with the buyouts. Um, I, 
I I honestly like what Lucic brings to this team. Um, you guys are just looking at offense, and that's only one aspect of the game. Uh, there are so many different aspects. Don't agree with him. Definitely, definitely not with just you. looking at offense. I'm looking at the cap that he's caused there. And the fact that he... It would be a lot easier to move James Neal midway through the season if he's having a good season than to move Lucic. I mean, yeah, that's but the way, you're, you're, that's you're, the way you're, I feel you're trading... But this is what I'm saying, is that you're trading for... Um, you're trading for Lucic you're, for, for what he brings to the table. You're not looking to get rid of him. I just think, like, slow toughness for a player is a lot easier to get with, like, a middle... Or, like, a... What is it? What was I going to say? A minimum cap. Like, you could get somebody for way cheaper to do the same thing. I mean, obviously, but... That, that's... It's not Lucic. Lucic has a, a reputation. Like, that's, that's what they're paying for. He's a great... Yeah, no, he's a great locker room guy. Like, he's, he's making 525. The Oilers are paying, I think, 250 of, 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 his, of his contract. Or 750. Because he was supposed yes, to be making yeah. six. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, again, it's, it's, it's really peanuts. Like, the, you know, you're just... They didn't save that much money, but they're not spending a whole lot more either. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just move off this. Like, I, I mean, the only problem I want to wait to the see... end of the season before I actually judge it because it's at this point it's seven seven goals and five yeah. games or something. I like yeah. I like how Talking he rounds out he rounds out the roster, gives them that gives them the toughness that they needed, um, gives them. He's got a lot of heart, and the team can rally around that. Like you were saying, Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I like what Lucic brings to the table. Um, I like what Neil brings to the table for the Oilers. It's just, it's a great deal for both teams. And the fans who are, you know, making fun and throwing shade or whatever, like they're just looking at one aspect of the game. That's what I'm saying. Noted. Mm. <laughs> Um, what about Carolina, guys? Next. How do you guys feel about Carolina? Oh, I'm a fan. Yeah, they're wildly exciting. Yeah. Storm Surge is back, too. Yeah. I thought they weren't going to do that. It's back. It's back. It's good. What a bunch of jerks, eh? (laughs) And again, they've got... After this year, this is like, I don't know, really far in the future. But after this year, they've got five, two, six picks in the first three rounds for Jeez. 2020. So, you know, this is, this is a sick team. Yeah, they're one of the te- Hold on. Uh, so out of Edmonton, Carolina, Buffalo, Colorado, and Anaheim, they're probably the one team I think that will we'll stay, stay there. Yeah, stay closer to the top. Yeah, I know people think Colorado is going to be number one in the league, but I just maybe next Colorado. year, Colorado, next couple of years, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's like, "Oh, they got Kadri, they got a second line yeah. now." I picked them. I picked them pretty high. I picked them to win the division. Um, oh yeah, we should pull that up. And, but well, we'll, uh, we'll pull that up later, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's too early. <laughs> yeah, but like with, with Buffalo, I don't like they had a hot start last year too and uh didn't really stick with it. I don't see mm. I don't see that staying. Like they'll be fighting for the playoffs. I knew that, but Pro Victor Ol- Olofsson though. Yeah, he's uh Victor fucking Olofsson. Calder uh Calder candidate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the first five games. <laughs> um but uh yeah, this this I I don't know this. Uh, the amazing thing about this Carolina team too, back to Carolina, is that they're not even getting production from their top line. Like most of their production is from Dougie Hamilton. You're welcome, Carolina. Svechnikov. Svechnikov. Um, Aho hasn't really done too much. I think you know, his head's still line. in Montreal. Tara Vinen, 
Tara Vinen, uh has been a monster this year. Uh, Svechnikov, like you said, Sterling. Um, Jordan Stahl seems to be having a resurgence as well. Eric Howla is having Dougie a Dougie Hamilton, year. man. Dougie Hamilton's Dougal? been on fire. Yeah, bro. Dougie Hamilton has, has really stepped up um, and become the player that, you know, the offensive defenseman that, uh, that he was born to be, really, I think. Um, must be a lot of museums keeping him happy in Carolina. Is this his contract here, Dougie Hamilton? Um, I thought that was coming up soon no, for him. No, he's got one more year after this. Oh, that's good. Good for yeah. Carolina. Yeah, at a very team-friendly 575. Again, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he, man, he would be making $8 million on the old oh, market. Oh, dude. Right now. Yeah, if he went to, if he went to uh, free agency, like this past free agency... Hell yeah. He probably would have been making... Oh, actually... Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he would have gotten more than Myers. Yeah. Probably around Truba money. Yeah. What well, do you guys actually, think? Early, uh, early Norris candidate? For who? Dougie Hamilton? Oh, I thought you were talking about Truba. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I still think he was overrated, but that's just me. Um, I don't know. Dougie Hamilton, he's got a chance on uh, Carolina. Like yeah. the best thing about that team is their defense, and yeah, it's kind of a good, another good showcase to show like what does a stack defense look like and what can they do? Because mm-hmm. we've kind of seen that in Nashville for a while. Um, but I think I think unlike Nashville, Carolina's actually got a superstar in Aho and maybe one in the making in Svechnikov. Mm-hmm. And then they've got, you know, good pieces surrounding them. So I think they're going to be sneaky good. Well, they're not sneaky anymore. No, yeah, this year is their coming out party. I yeah. guess the, the playoffs last, last year. year. Their, yeah, last year was playoffs their coming out last year was their coming out party, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very exciting team. Lots to look forward to. Um, oh, gosh. What do you think about uh, Anaheim? I think they're going to bottom out eventually. Yeah. And the only thing that's keeping them out is uh, from like the pure bottom would be uh, John Gibson. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I mean, what is his goals against? Like, what, what else is new? Stupid thing. Yeah. But he did that last year where he kept them propped Afloat. up for like 20 games. And yeah. then eventually he's like, guys, I can't do this anymore. He's going to get tired. <laughs> I got to score some goals. Please. <laughs> I mean, they've been scoring surprisingly mm-hmm. yeah i mean they got they've got two lines and that's about it yeah yeah they're they really need... they're really young too like yeah new players mm-hmm. and Getzlav just isn't he's not an 80 point guy anymore no he's is he 60 points or something maybe probably 50 to 55 if he's healthy all assists <laughs> <laughs> Joe Thornton special. Yeah, he just really likes apples. I mean, he's still a good player. I'd like him on my team. Mm-hmm. Is he a top line center though? No, not anymore. It'd be like good Stasny level. Like put him on the second line with some good wingers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Anaheim's probably gonna drop. Um, Edmonton will drop a little. Yeah, they'll probably drop a little bit. I I don't know with with just with a division. Like I'm obviously a little bit biased, but I still think Calgary's going to finish in the top three. Vegas is for sure going to finish in the top three. Um, and between Edmonton and San Jose, Vancouver's coming up too. Arizona. Dark nah, horse. Arizona. Not Arizona's gonna... my dark horse team, guys. Kessel yeah. hasn't scored yet. Yeah. Keller hasn't been playing very well either. No, he hasn't. I need him to get going here. That that's another that's a team I'm just tired of seeing lose. I just please yeah. win. They had a great game against Vegas uh the other night. They won four one. I yeah. watched that one. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. OEL needs to start scoring too. Yeah. That's the thing is like none of their stars have 
been productive and they're still I mean they're in, in the middle of the packs right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you guys know much about Barrett Hayton? No. No. I know they picked him and everyone's like, oh, it's way ahead. Yeah, it was the same draft year as um, Kachuk and uh, mm. somebody else. I think I read somewhere that people were saying that he's going to be the most impactful player from that draft. Really? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, there's always those players that just pop up. Um, it, it, you know, it's funny. Like wh- when the draft happens, everybody's looking at the online uh, pre-rankings, mm-hmm. and you've always got a, a top five. And then when the draft actually happens, everybody goes, "Well, what? How come they didn't pick out of this top five ranking?" Like, because that's an amalgamation of everybody. That doesn't mean that every team thinks that that's the top five. And then fans just like to crap all over the, the GM or whoever made the picks. They're like, what? They have no idea what they're doing. They should have drafted this guy. Barrett Hayden sucks. <laughs> and then you find out five years later, it's like, what a pick. Oh, my. We knew it the whole time. So, I don't know. I just, that's me ranting against people picking draft, fans picking draft picks. Like, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck do we know? We know nothing. So- well, yeah, remember, remember that, uh, remember that one, the picture of that one fan when they picked, uh, just, just very Kakanyemi when the Habs picked Kakanyemi. I, I and that one fan was just like, yeah, <laughs> what was, was going that. on? Yeah, where's the so. door of now? <laughs> yeah, where's Zadina? Zadina. Oh, Zadina. Sorry, not Zadorov. Yeah. I, I yeah. think Zidorov. he's not on Carolina. Zadorov is a defenseman on the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, no. Zadina yeah. is a winger on Detroit's farm team. Yes. <laughs> farm team. <laughs> yeah, how many games has Kutkaniami played? All of them. Mm-hmm. Every everyone that he's had an opportunity to play in. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened with um Pedersen, if you look at some of the Vancouver fans. I remember listening to the radio at the time and there was people like losing their mind <laughs> <laughs> that they didn't pick Cody Glass. And Glass is gonna be good. I don't know if you yeah. Glass has been good. Yeah, he's going to be really good. Yeah. But that was just really funny. I want to pick him up, but he's only got center eligibility on Yahoo. (laughs) Get it together, Yahoo. Guys, can we take a minute and just, like, indulge in the Habs? I mean, did we indulge in the Canucks? No. So... (laughs) There's your answer. <laughs> no, we can. I just, I just, I'm, I've been super impressed with uh, Jonathan Duran's play uh, yeah. so far this year. He's come out. He's been an incredibly different hockey player. Um, you can, and you like see by the way he's skating, the way he's interacting with others, and how how he's engaged in the game. He's got six points in five games already, which is more than Mitch Marner. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, shots fired. <laughs> Um, and he's playing really well on that line with Kakanyemi and Joel Armia, um, which is like kind of their third line. The Habs are super weird. They have like three lines that, or I guess kind of three lines that scoring lines that they're just rolling through. Um, and they're all kind of sharing the same amount of minutes. Which is good. Cause then you don't get tired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You see, you see the, the, They've been coming back in all of their games, um, mm-hmm. and their third periods are unbelievable. Yeah. I'd like to see them give Nick Suzuki a chance, though, instead of playing him on the fourth line yeah. with Nate Thompson and Paul Byron. Like, Jordan Wheel should be there. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Wheel's been really good. Yeah. Stick him on the fourth but, line with right, Paul Byron right. and Nate Thompson. <laughs> That's where he belongs. <laughs> I guess uh, Claude Julian's had some issues with uh, Suzuki's uh, compete level on any given night. Yeah. That's, that's why they've moved him down. I mean, sure, yeah. He's a rookie, though. That's what you kind of... Yeah, expect. that's why you... Well, that's why, that's why you moved him down, to kind of teach him a lesson. Yeah, that's true. Well, let's see if they move him back up and, you know... We'll go from there. 
What yes. else? Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no problem. I, guess, like, I needed to get that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've been really happy with the Habs as well. Um, they've been playing pretty well, actually, lately. And uh, you know, Deno is 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 playing well. Max Domi was fired up last night. So I got a question for you. Close. Is Deno a first-line setter? Nope. <laughs> he is not. He's a placeholder for uh, Nick Suzuki or Jesperi Kotkaniemi. I don't know, I don't, man. I don't feel uh, Montreal has a first line, really, right now. It's like a bunch of really good second lines. That's how I look at their top three. They're, I mean, their top line of Deno, Gallagher, and Tatar... I mean, they're sneaky good in terms of stats. They, I mean, they got three of the goals last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just feel like I want to see them have a Ryan O'Reilly kind of person. Who yeah, can just carry a team through a playoff. I don't know. Other than Carey Price, I don't know who on that team would do that. Just go nuts for like a bunch of rounds and win them, win them in championship. I mean, it's not, it's not saying that there's nobody on there that can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like saying. Drouin, like, Drouin I want to see it that. before I actually go, oh, they have a top. Juan yeah. could do it. Max Domi could do it. Yeah. Juan and Domi could do it. They just need to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to see them. Yeah. Through. It's, it's really up to them. I mean, I would have said the same thing last year before O'Reilly won. Yeah. Saint- I would have said the exact same thing about St. Louis's top, top nine. I'd have been like, yeah, they're good. And there's not a lot of, maybe not a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say Dano is a um, mid to probably a mid tier top line, but a like top tier second line center. Yeah, he's like I see, uh, him, I see him. I see him as like a poor man's Bergeron. Yeah, he's like he's like Michael Backlund. Yeah, on the Flames, right? I pref- I think I'd prefer Dano over Backlund. Uh, hmm. I wouldn't. <laughs> I see you agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Backlund's more defensive, I would say. More defensive minded. I think Dano has an outside chance at the Selkie. If he, that's the thing is, if he can score enough, then I think he's got an outside chance at the Selkie. I mean, you'd have to be beating out Patrice Bergeron and Ryan O'Reilly. Um, he's got more points than Bergeron. And, and, and Crosby. And Crosby. And Mark Stone. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt like Mark Stone had a really good chance of winning it last year. Yeah. I think he's going to have a monster year. Oh, he is. I was, oh God, I, I really wish that mm. we had gotten him. Like watching that game last night, Vegas, I got, I Vegas got Flames. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> but but no, watching watching him play last night against the Flames, um, oh my god, it was just I, I felt forlorn. I just wanted him so bad. <laughs> I just I heard so much about Mark Stone when they were planning on trading him last year. Yeah, and so I was like, I, let me see this. So I watched him play, and I'm like, Dude. wow, he is really good. And he was he just was playing on a great team. And now he's on a team that's, and he's surrounded by a lot of good players. So a lot of good players. He got, he got like seventy-two or seventy-one points last year, mm-hmm. playing most of the season on a on a bad team. Mm-hmm. So you put that on a team that's really gelled together, coached well, and all those players around him. There's no reason he can't get eighty points this year. Oh yeah, I'm expecting him to get eighty, eighty-five, maybe even ninety. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's, I mean he's playing with. Pacioretty and Stastny right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Stastny, I, I don't know what happened to Stastny. He was injured for a little bit, I think. Because um, they had Cody Glass there in between those mm-hmm. guys. And See, Cody Glass could push himself into that spot above yeah. Stastny. That's what I would like to see. If that happens, man, ooh, that is yeah. going to be a deadly line. Well, he, he, he played a few games there between Stone and Max Pacioretty, and they played really well. Like Pacioretty had nothing but good things to say about him. 
you know, like just his hockey IQ, his, his positioning, um, how he reads plays, like it's just everything. And, and to have that paired with a guy like Mark Stone. Yeah. Max Patretti on the other wing, just standing at the dot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Kessel special. Yeah. What a crazy lineup they have. Dude. You looking at Vegas? Yeah. With their fourth line, too, of Nosek Carrier and Ryan Reeves. Like they, they wreaked aggressive. havoc last night against the Flames. That's aggressive. Dude, they just ran through the Flames last night. And it's funny that they're becoming like one of the most hated teams in the league. Why? I love them. I love Vegas. them so much. By, who, the... by, by like players or fans? Fans? Teams. Teams. Oh, teams. They have like feuds with San Jose and then they were like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, with San Jose, it's. That it's, rivalry it's, is real. Yeah. That, yeah. that rivalry is gold, and it's also um, very much justified after what happened <laughs> last year in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, Alex, I mean, with Alex Tuck and Nate Schmidt uh, injured, like, once oh, they come back in that lineup. Yeah. Malcolm Subban <sighs> got injured, too, and he was actually playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh, yeah, this is... <laughs> I think yeah, yeah they, they they should be top in the Pacific Pacific this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no way that they 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 stay down there, right? Yeah, they're going to be a top three team for sure. I mean, they're they're top three right now. Um, yeah, Vegas has to. We'll, we'll figure it out. Tampa will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Give it a give it another two weeks, and standings will try to begin to start sorting themselves out. Yeah. Oh boy, it's uh, been an hour and a half, boys. Can no, you tell we haven't talked in a while? One, one hour and two minutes and five, six, seven seconds. What? That's uh, an hour and a half. Oh, that's our. We talked before you got here. I see. About you. About me. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking talking shit about you. Sons of bitches. <laughs> that's nothing new, though. <laughs> so we got anything else i'm good um man. do you have is there anybody that's really impressed you like a like a specific player travis connectney yeah yeah anthony mantha i got it yeah anthony mantha is my my pick mika zabanejad yeah that's crazy eh Zippy. he didn't get any points last night but yesterday but he's been on fire yeah he's been good there's there's been a lot of crazy good stories early on um brian johansson don't look now he's got seven points in five games um this could be the year this could be the year or nashville no for johansson to get 80 points oh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at least that's what I'm hoping, but. Yeah, he's impressed me. Um, Who else? Yeah, I mean, I think. Konechny has been. Really fun to watch. Early on the season, he's only played a couple games, but. um, Do you guys have anybody? No. No? <laughs> Not for me. The upstart Detroit Red Wings are playing really well. That top line. Um, Mantha, Bertuzzi, and Larkin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could see uh, during the preseason that Mantha was going to have a crazy good year. Yeah. He's just he's in on everything. Yeah, Ken Holland really shit the bed rebuilding that team, didn't he? All those good players they got now. <laughs> Fire that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, they're question mark. There, there's still a lot of question marks throughout the lineup. Like, there's still several, a few. Years oh yeah, ahead. they're not. I mean, they're not a playoff team. I don't think. No, no. But you know, they'll make some noise. Yeah, they'll make it tough on the team that they're playing. Um. But yeah, that's about it, man. I got nothing else. 
That's that's it for me too. Well, our, oh, Sammy Blaze. Sammy Blaze has been great too. Yeah, that goal yesterday on Carey Price was and nuts. The backhand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh he's gonna be a good kid to watch too. He's dude, he's getting so many hits too. Yeah. Just banging bodies. Um so real good player. Uh but yeah, I think that about does it. If uh you're still here, thanks for listening. Appreciate your ears. Um you know, hopefully this means that we're gonna be doing this every week now again. Boys? Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Every Sunday? That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Release an episode every Monday? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so look for that with us. Hungry for Hockey Talk. Uh, we appreciate yours as always. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay hungry out there. And uh, yeah, make sure to download, rate, subscribe, whatever um, you're listening to. Share it with your friends. Bring your mom. Family. That'd be wonderfully appreciated. Uh, yeah. This is really fun. And, you know, it's fun when uh, we can interact with you guys as well. Uh, remember to give us a follow at HFHT Podcast on Twitter. Um, you could also give our other shows a follow. Namely, Stir Daddy's Hungry for Leafs Talk. Lolo. What's your uh, Twitter handle there, bud? At Leafs Talk Pod. Yeah. And then follow at Hawks Talk Pod for Chicago Blackhawks content. Uh, that'd be very much appreciated. And you can also follow at Hockey Pod Net for all other, all 28 other, no, 29 other teams. Um, we release episodes every Tuesday and no, every Monday and Thursday. So that's two episodes every week for every team in the NHL. So feel free to follow them. Uh, you can also get in on amazing giveaways as well. Uh, so follow those instructions, give us tweets and, uh, yeah, give us follows. That'd be really amazing. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. We love you. And we will see you guys next time. Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs>